welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one powerful page of Talmud every day. And power is at the heart of our pages today, Psachim 57 and 58, chockful as they are, particularly 57, with the descriptions of relationships between mighty kings, high priests, and, well, the people who are simply there to be their emissaries, their ambassadors, if you will. And here to discuss this incredible world of ambassadorship and relationship to power is former United States Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services and author of the fantastic new book, Fight House, Rivalries in the White House from Truman to Trump, returning guest, Tevi Troy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Liel. And I love starting my day with your podcast. So thank you for that. It is an absolute pleasure. And, and today's podcast, here's a little bit, a peek behind the scenes. You're kind enough to write me an email of a few weeks ago and say, Hey, don't miss this amazing page, which is really a great opportunity to talk about something that has been sort of uh, concerning us since at least the times of the Talmud, which is the fact that, you know, large cumbersome governments aren't just governed by, you know, mighty monarchs, but rather require men and now women too, uh, who are representatives of the throne, who are ambassadors. And, and that opens up a whole new set of questions on, on how these ambassadors should interact with other powers, with the people who appointed them, etc. So first of all, I understand we're having this discussion at a particularly opportune moment in time, right? Uh, that is absolutely right. We are at the cusp of switching Israeli ambassadors to Washington. Ron Dermer, who's been there since uh, the Obama administration, is moving out almost immediately after Trump's uh, leaving office. And he's going to be replaced by a guy named Gilad Erdan, who is the first Israeli-born person to have the role in 12 years and uh, has specifically been training for this role by uh, he hired a woman named Ruth Eglash, who is the Washington Post journalist in, in Israel for a while, to teach him to, quote, <laughs> speak Democrat. And so it's great that we're having this conversation precisely when we're having it. But let's get back to the Dauphin and what it teaches us about, again, this really complex, intricate relationship. You're, you're a historian of these powerful uh, relationships. Tell us a little bit about what we could learn about the intricacies of the whole notion of ambassadorship. Yeah, so there's this interesting reference on the page on um, Sachin 57A, where it talks about this guy named Yishmael ben Pichai, or Pibai, there's different pronunciations of it, and he is praised, and he is told uh, he's going to get a special place, and, and the question is why? And I did some digging into it with my son Ezra, who's a Talmud Chachim, and a wise scholar, and um, he says that according to Josephus, the Jewish general who switched sides to the Romans so that, well, for multiple reasons, but one was to uh, be able to tell the story of what happened in the Jewish-Roman War. Josephus says that this guy, Ishmael, traveled to Rome to make the case for the sanctity of the Holy Temple of the Beit HaMikdash. And it really got me thinking because this whole idea of representing the Jewish perspective to Rome was extremely important in Talmudic times. And we often see other ambassadors, uh, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Hanania went multiple times to Rome and was kind of a go-to guy for representing for Rome. And the most famous case is probably Rabbi Yehonan ben Zakkai, mm -hmm. who went specifically to Vespasian in order to get the city of Yavne as a city for holy scholarship you know, on the, the cusp of the destruction of Jerusalem. So this idea of having ambassadors to the most powerful country in the world is something that's been with us as Jews for a very long time, and it's something that continues in our day with the Erdogan switch from uh, moving over uh, from Derma. So tell us a little bit about how our modern-day ambassadors fared, and, and have they learned anything from their Talmudic ancestors? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And there have been some amazing characters who've been the Israeli ambassador to Washington. Uh, really, one of the earliest ones was a guy named Abe Eben, who was probably well-known to people on this podcast. He wrote a pretty famous memoir, uh, but was also a very witty and fun, funny guy. He went to Cambridge and got a triple first, so he was a very smart guy. The people used to say, oh, you speak perfect Oxford English. He is a, a Cambridge grad, and he would joke, you know, don't insult me. But no, he, sp- he spoke perfect English, and he represented on TV and radio. In fact, he was better known in America than he was in Israel at the time, because it was a time before you didn't have widespread TVs in, in, in Israel. So he actually recruited Albert Einstein. I love this story. He recruited Albert Einstein to go on a pro-Israel media tour. And Einstein sent him a letter saying that he was going to go along and do this. Unfortunately, Einstein died before he started the tour, but it's just an amazing oh. story that he did that. He also was very forward-looking in that when he found that the Truman administration, and later the Eisenhower administration, weren't so friendly, he saw that Congress could be a place where you could get better relations between Israel and the American government and actually secured a very important export-import loan to Israel at a time when Israel really needed money. So Abe Eben was very far-sighted in recruiting Congress as an ally in the American government. And one of his successors was someone who later rose to much greater fame, right? Itzhak Rabin? That's right. Itzhak Rabin is the only one who was Israeli ambassador, who later became prime minister of Israel. And he picked up some things with him on the way. He picked up a love of tennis. He became a big tennis player and also a love of whiskey. Those are the things he said he picked up in Washington. Uh, but unfortunately, he also picked up an American bank account, which is illegal in Israel. And that actually led to his fall as prime minister and then the famous election in which Shimon Peres thought he was going to become prime minister. But Menachem Begin won, really bringing on the uh, the era of Likud that we <laughs> we are still in today. I love these stories so much. Any any other uh, sort of memorable, great moments? Uh, yeah, uh, just two, if I could, two great ones. One is Simcha Dinitz, who was the Israeli ambassador during the 1973 war. And Henry Kissinger was trying to get Israel to stop advancing against the Egyptian army after some initial losses. Israel was on the offensive. And Kissinger, to stress the point, said to Dinitz, Jesus Christ, don't you understand? And Dinitz told Kissinger that he might be persuasive if he used a different prophet. <laughs> the other story I want to tell is there was a guy named Michael Orr, who was a, one of the recent ambassadors, American-born, a historian. He served during the Obama administration and just had a devil of a time trying to get a meeting with Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State. She refused to meet with him over and over again. No matter what, she would not meet with Michael Orr. And at one point, Oren was in some kind of reception, and he sees Hillary Clinton, the one who will not meet with him. And she goes right up to him, punches him in the arm and says, Michael Oren, I keep trying to get a meeting with you and you never return my messages. And she laughed at him. <laughs> so the thing about this, Liel, is that these ambassadors, whether it's Israel, Jews in Roman times to represent to the, the Roman Empire or today to the American Empire or American nation, the most powerful country in the world, uh, they have to have a, um, an ability to be nimble, to think on their feet, to be humorous, to say funny things, uh, also to be respectful. And it, it's a very unique mix of skills and talents. And I think we see this back with the rabbis in the Talmudic time, but we also see it today in some of the really amazing characters who served as Israeli ambassadors to Washington. Well, may the new Israeli ambassador benefit from the wisdom of his predecessors in the Talmud and also from the wisdom you have just shared with us. Thank you so much, Tevi Troy. Thanks very much. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. 
Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.